For those of you who are here for the very first time, our whole week has been about prayer. Uh, we've talked about the structure of prayer. We talked about the motive and purpose of prayer. Uh, and we ended up uh, yesterday uh, praying, looking at what we've been missing in our prayer life. Uh, which is the Holy Spirit asking for him, come on up, come on up, sir, come on up, come on up. We want you to come on up. Come on up, ma'am. Come on up anywhere. Come on up. Yes. Come on up. Anywhere. Oh, yeah. Would you like to do that? That'll be fine.
Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, we're here in the Carolina conference has ganged up on me and my wife. We do things us that we don't want to do. <laughs> I'm glad that you're here. You almost missed it. Yeah, I'm talking about you. You almost missed it. <laughs> got me and the pastor got me to change my sermon. And then the pastor got my wife to sing a song at the end. So she's going to sing. She, she, she normally sings with a soundtrack, but we're not able to have that facility. But uh, she's going to talk about prayer. She's going to close us out with prayer. So don't let me forget to bring her up because I'm getting old and absent-minded. Kidding. We, we enjoy serving. We enjoy serving. And it's been a, a blessing to, to be here. I want to talk about something this morning that, um, yeah, see, it's this afternoon. <laughs> I want to talk about something this afternoon that um, I'm including myself, even though I preach it, do some of it, but I don't do it all. And um, I don't know if you realize how close we are to the end of time. Do you see the signs? Yes. Signs are just abundant. These are warnings to let us know. These are signposts to let us know that the end is near. The sad thing about it is that even though we're in the church and we know the signs, we don't heed the signs, nor do we do the things to get ready. And unfortunately, the majority of the people in the church are going to be lost. I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm just giving you facts. If you read um, the spirit of prophecy, it says that in 20, one in 20 will be saved. So if we have 80 people out of there's going to be two who's going to be ready. Then in other passages, she says one out of 100 saved. Lord Jesus, help us. We are not how serious for Christ comes. Let me just take a note here. Before I go any further, let's pray. Father, I thank you for loving us and for your spirit to be with us as we come together in Jesus' name. Amen. Horses are beautiful creatures. Many of them, but before they can be useful, they have to be brought and tamed. Same principle applies to the human race. Sinful human beings are born wild, carnal, want to be controlled. But before we can be useful in God's kingdom, we have to be broken. In fact, we can't get into the kingdom unless we are broken. The sad thing about it is that many of us are not broken. We may be in the church, have a relationship with God, but we're not broken because the sinful nature hasn't been broken. And the only way that we're going to see God's face is that the sinful nature has to be broken, and it happens through prayer. 
give you the illustration in Jacob in just a moment. You know how he deceived his brother from the birthright. But what you don't know is that his nature, his nature, his nature was to deceive. And what we need to understand is that all of us have a peculiar sin in our nature that we were born with. It may not be deception, but it's something else. Jacob had this thing in his nature that he never got rid of. Even though he repented and confessed his sin, even though he was forgiven his sin, even though he was paid back by his uncle, Jacob was still Jacob. And after 20 years, he was a different person. In fact, he had encounters with God at Bethel and when it was time to come home. God blessed him and prospered him materially. He, in fact, he became a rich man. But that thing was still in his nature. So I want to talk about an aspect of prayer that we don't do. And those of you who have your Bibles, you can go to Genesis chapter 32. But I'm going to read this for those who didn't. I got it to the screen. And I want you to look at this. Oh, if you'll forgive me, uh, I forgot one thing here in my pouch. I have, I have a pointer that is insufficient, and it doesn't show up on the screen like it should. You see, it's really tiny. So I got a substitute pointer, because I want to point out some things as we talk. All right, so here we go. Genesis 32, I'm starting with verse 24. And the Bible says, and Jacob was left how, everybody? Alone. You want to keep that point in mind. He was left alone. And we need more alone time with God. All right? So Jacob was left how, everybody? And there did what? Oh, don't. When you read the Bible, sometimes you have to stop and take words. We have what is called word study. Things in that particular uh, passage in that verse. Number one, he was alone. And number two, sold. We're going to see what that means in a minute. And he wrestled with him until when, everybody? He started at midnight. Hey, six hours. Let me go on. And when he, talking about the person he was wrestling with, saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he did what, everybody? wrestled with him. And he, the person that's wrestling with Jacob, said, let me go, for the day breaketh. And Jacob said, read it with me, everybody. <laughs> let thee go, except what? 27. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, what, everybody? And he said, I love this, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but what? For as a prince, thou hast power with God and with men, and has done what, everybody? Prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And what did he do, everybody? Blessed him there. 
And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen who? God. Face to face, and my life is prepared. I preserved. I've entitled this message this afternoon, my final message, Prayer Wrestling. I feel impressed to pray again. Sister, would you come and pray for me, please? You're a prayer warrior. You're a strong prayer warrior. And I want God to really do something that, that I cannot do. Yes, you. Come on. No, 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 no. You can come too. Oh, no. This, this, she, lo she knows how to get one through. Would you just lay hands on me and then as Yes. Thank you. Thank you. The Lord tells Jacob you to go home. He gets close his brother Esau hears about it is now going to meet Jacob can you imagine for 20 years Jacob is in trouble and the first he separates himself from his family and friends so that he could be alone with God and he starts praying it's midnight as he's praying in the dark, all of a sudden a hand grabs his shoulder. He thinks it's an enemy, and he starts wrestling for his physical life. The struggle continues all night long till near the break of day. And all of a sudden, that stranger that Jacob is wrestling with places his finger on Jacob's thigh, and Jacob is crippled instantly. Jacob now realizes who he's wrestling with. It's God, Christ. Then Christ asks this question. What is your name? Back in biblical times, the name represented character. For an example, Lucifer's name meant light bearer. When he became Satan, Satan means adversary. So back in biblical times, your name represented who you were. So now Christ asks the question, Jacob, what is your name? And for the first time in his life, he's in shock because now he begins to realize who he really is. And so now when the question is asked, what is your name? Jacob whispers, 
trickster. Schemer. Deceiver. Supplanter. He is shocked by what comes out. For the first time in his life, he realizes who he really is. Now, I want to ask you a question. What is your name? I didn't ask you the name that you were born with, but what kind of character do you have? Understand something, and I want to take you off of your high pharisaical horse. You need to understand that all of us in sin and shaping in iniquity, all of us are messed up. I don't care how long you've been in the church, God's not through with any of us yet because sanctification is the work of a lifetime. And as sinful human beings, we come under one is what is called cultivated tendencies to sin, inherited tendencies to sin. What's the first one, everybody? And what's we cultivated tendencies to sin are those sins that are cultivated. Or habit. I was preaching somewhere in Tennessee. And after my sermon, a young man came up to me and said, Pastor, homosexual. And then he went on to tell me how he became homosexual. Oh, by the way, when people do you what they're going through, don't act like you're shocked and have a People need to be loved, not condemned. I just lady who told me she She brings somebody like that to church. Except for the God that you. Your high pharisaical horse. Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, including you. So the brother came up to me and said, Pastor Lug, I was a homosexual. And then he began to tell me how homosexual. He said, My father used to have porn magazines. And then on top of that, he says the and the associates that he were unseemly. He said, next thing I know, I got engaged and involved in homosexuality. He says, but praise God, Jesus delivered me. Amen. Now, that's an illustration of cultivated sin. Sins that were developed by habit. These are sins that come through the genes. Let me give you another illustration. The 
from the birthright. He receives his father. Jacob, I just ten times. It was in the gene. Inherited tendencies to sin. So, cultivated tendencies to sin, or in tendencies. And thank you, sister. <laughs> I had somebody say over there, we're both. <laughs> but we fall under those one of those two categories. So, so now, Christ asked Jacob, oh, by the way, do you not know that Jesus already knew what kind of character Jacob had? He really didn't have to ask Jacob. Did he? he asked Jacob so Jacob could do some introspection for himself. So he asked Jacob the question, what is your name? I don't want you to miss this. Now because Jacob realizes he's in God's presence, he clearly sees himself and his sin. Jacob wants a change. And he realizes that he can't change himself, but Jesus can. Here's the opportunity of a lifetime to be in the presence of Christ in the presence of one who had power to change him. For him, this is life or death. He wanted this more than life himself. Converted, but not transformed. Justified, but not sanctified. No longer is he concerned about Esau. He's concerned about his soul. And he pleads for a blessing. You remember yesterday I talked to you about the importunate prayer? This is an importunate prayer. He is pleading for a blessing and he wrestles with God from midnight to the dawning of the day. Six hours. How long do you take with God? Wrestling six hours and refuses to let go until he's blessed. Well, the dawning of the day comes and Christ now says, let me go. Don't you know that Christ, if he really wanted to, could just flick Jacob off like a fly? But what he was doing was testing Jacob. He was trying Jacob. Let me go. Don't miss this one. Don't miss this one. Book education, page 147. I'll announce it again. The book education, page 147. This is good news here. Listen to this. Jacob was so successful in his perseverance and determination that the power of evil in his own nature was broken and his character transformed. You didn't hear that. I'm going to repeat that again for those of you who went to sleep. Education, page 147. Listen to this. Jacob was so successful in his perseverance and determination that the power of evil in his own nature was broken and his character was transformed. Not only did he receive deliverance from Esau, but even more important, he received deliverance from himself. Now, some of you are asking, what does this have to do with us? Let me tell you, just like Jacob was facing trouble, trouble is heading our way. It's called the time of trouble. 
It's going to be worse than you can ever imagine. And we are not prepared. Why? We have not spent enough time in wrestling with God in prayer until the power of evil in our own nature is broken and our characters are transformed. Great Controversy, page 621, says this. Listen to this. He says, wrestling with God. How few know what it is. How few have ever had their souls drawn out after God with intensity of desire until every power is on the stretch. When the time of trouble, trouble comes, we need to have had a Jacob experience. Listen to this. Same chapter. She says, if Jacob had not previously repented of his sin in obtaining the birthright by fraud, God would not have heard his prayer and saved his life. So in the time of trouble, if, listen to this, if we have unconfessed sins to appear before us while we're being tortured with fear and anguish, we would be overwhelmed, despair would cut off our faith, and we would not have confidence to plead with God for deliverance. She says this, the devil leads many to believe that God will overlook minor affairs of life. He won't. All who endeavor to excuse or conceal their sins and permit them to remain upon the books of heaven, unconfessed and unforgiven, will be overcome by Satan. Now is the time of preparation. And those who delay a preparation cannot get it in the time of trouble or any subsequent time. Listen to this, same page. She says, those who fail to prepare in this way, the case of all such is hopeless. Those who are, who are unwilling to deny self, those who are unwilling to agonize before God, those who are unwilling to pray long and earnestly for God's blessing will not get it. Therefore, friends, now is the time to prepare. Now is the time to wrestle with God in prayer. Now is the time to have our evil nature broken and our characters transformed. I got to ask you a question. What is the evil bent in your nature? Satan human hearts some point where he can gain a foothold. Some sinful desire which is cherished by which means his temptation asserts their power. We must get to the point where we are so broken and emptied that like Christ, he said, Satan can find nothing in us. And this is the condition in which we must be when the time of trouble comes. It is in this life that we are to separate sin from us through faith in the atoning blood of Christ. Listen to this. The elimination of all sin and sinful desire must be eradicated the time of trouble comes and none can I'm sorry none can neglect nor defer this work but at the most peril to their souls so my question to you when is the last time you cried out and pleaded with God to get rid of the thing of sin that's within us what is your evil bent wrestling with God in prayer the time is now not later Time has run out. We are not prepared now so that we can go through later. Let me just give you these slides and I'm going to let you go. Satan commissions his angels 
to be vigilant and overthrow all they can to find out the waywardness and besetting sins of those who profess the truth and sow darkness around them that they may cease to be watchful, take a course that will dishonor the cause they profess to love and bring sorrow on the church. Read this with me, everybody. They cannot discover their besetting sins and Satan weaves his net about them and they are taken. Because you don't know what's in you, the devil's going to have something over you. We want to know that we are right before God. If we are not right before him, then we want to make an earnest effort to come in right relation to him. Watch this. We must do what everybody individually do something ourselves. We are not to risk our eternal interest upon guesswork. We must set everything right, follow out the requirements of God, and then expect God to work with our efforts. The garden of the heart must be cultivated. The soil must be broken up by deep repentance for sin. Poisonous, satanic plants must be uprooted. The soil, once overgrown by thorns, can be reclaimed only by diligent labor. So, the evil tendencies of the natural heart can be overcome only by, what everybody? Earnest effort in the name and strength of Jesus. This work he desires to accomplish for us, and he asks us to do what everybody? Cooperate with him. I'm going to skip on here. I'm going to skip on here. Let me do this. There is in the religious world a theory of sanctification which is false in itself and dangerous in its influence. In many cases, those who profess sanctification do not possess the genuine article. Their sanctification consists in talk and worship. Now, here's where I really want to go. Watch this. Watch this. Those who are really seeking to perfect Christian character will never indulge the thought that they are sinless. There's nobody on the planet who's sinless. The only sinless being was Jesus. So I don't care how long you've been in the church. Folks, don't let the devil deceive you just because you're an Adventist, that you're going to heaven. There's going to be a whole lot of Adventists who are going to bust hell wide open. Lord, Lord, did I not? He's going to say, depart from me. Those who are really seeking to perfect Christian character will never indulge the thought that they are sinless. Their lives may be irreproachable. They may be living representatives of the truth which they have accepted. But the more they discipline their minds to dwell upon the character of Christ and the nearer they approach to his divine image, the more clearly will they discern its spotless perfection and the more deeply will they feel their own defects. No deep-seated love for Jesus can dwell in the heart. Oh, man, this is heavy. I shouldn't even put this up here. No deep-seated love for Jesus can dwell in the heart that does not see and realize its own sinfulness. The soul that is transformed by grace will admire his divine character. Oh, but if we do not see our own moral deformity, it is unmistakable evidence that we have not had a view of the beauty and excellence of Christ. The less we see to esteem in ourselves, the more we shall see to esteem in the purity and loveliness of our Savior. A view of our own sinfulness does what, everybody? Drives us to him who can pardon. I beg pardon? Our, our high calling. Our high calling. Oh, 
We lose many and rich blessings because we neglect to seek the Lord with humble hearts. When we come to him in sincerity of heart, ask him to do what, everybody? Let me ask you a question. Stop right here. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. When is the last time that you asked God to reveal your defects? One thirty-nine verse. Search me, O God, and know me and know be any wicked way in me. Oh, Bible. I told you this. In period and revelation, and in period, one of the characteristics of Laodicean, of which we are, is that we're blind. Do not. And naked and messed up, gonna be lost. We have the tendency to look at everybody else, but it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my brother, not my sister, it's me. We gotta humble ourselves and get off your fair side high horses. Paul said, I'm the chief of sinners, and I stand before you, I, I'm sinners. In me, I'm a preacher. When Isaiah, I translation. I'm when when I end this. To wrestle prayer of stuff that's in you. When we come to him in sincerity of heart, asking him to reveal our what everybody? What will he do? Read it with me, everybody. He will show us a true picture of ourselves reflected in the mirror of his word. Read it with me. Then having seen ourselves as God sees us, let us not go on away forgetting what manner of men we are. Oh, you don't, you're not going to like this one. You're not going to like this one. Let us do what? Study. Study. How? The features of what? That are what? Oh, stop right there. It didn't say stud, study critically somebody else. It says study critically yourself. We don't want to do that. Let me take a station break right here. My dear mother, she was having some medical ailments. And uh, her children said, Mom, you need to go to the doctor. What my mother said? I don't. We had to bury her. We had to bury her. 
There's some of you sitting out there who don't want to know what's in you. And I'm here to tell you. Therefore, let us study critically the features of our character that are defective and then do what everybody seek for grace to make them like the pattern presented in the word of God. Here's hope. In Christ, God has provided means for subduing every evil trait and resisting every temptation, however strong. Look not to self, but what everybody? Let me close with this. Ministry of healing. Let me close with this. I hadn't planned to say this, but I got to say this. I wish I had time. This is another sermon. But you do know now that we are living in what is called the investigative judgment time. Are you, you, you all aware of that? If you look at the sanctuary service, the day of atonement, the once a year went into the most holy place. Removing, accumulated all year out of the sanctuary so that the sanctuary will be cleansed. Y'all with me? The anti-typical sanctuary, which moved from the whole moved there year, everybody. 1844 getting ready to come out. Everybody who's ever confessed Christ has been written in the book, in the Lamb's book of life. However, every thing to be when our lives are examined in front of the tribunal where the God is looking in my place and guilty somebody ought to say man but now here's the role that we have to play and I want you to listen very carefully the sanctuary Sabbath.
that animal which was the transfer of the high priest was in the only place that anybody who failed to do that was cut off. have a role to play. And role to play for God. This is you. time that you were importunate? When is the last time you and asking God, God, I'm not going to let you go until you take this thing from me? We don't do that. We have our own little devotion. We read our morning watching our Sabbath school. We do all that stuff. But I in addition to that, we need to be spending some time Look at ourselves, ask God to help us, confess our sin, show us those things that we don't even know that's in, and then rest God. Let me close with this. Oh, let me let me let me let me let me say this. I used to and I, I used to admire Jacob. I said, man, that brother was able to hang in there. And, and by the way, by the way, Jacob was crippled in pain, and he was to do was hang on. Hang on. I can't wrestle no more. But the only thing I can do is hang on. And I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. I'll give you something for that, Sam. Let me tell you something else. If you really understand the subject of righteousness by faith, you will understand that Christ has always a perfect character. And all is to put his and that's left in his spirit. Therefore, 
don't have to try anymore. All you got to do is allow Christ to do it through you. Our hardest even with this. Surrender. Entire surrender. That's the hardest thing that God will not take from us. Could have to. He had grabbed Adam's out of love and obedience. God didn't make us to be automatons. He wants us to be free will creatures. So the one thing that God will not do, even though he has the power to do, he will not take away our power of choice. Therefore, as a part of your devotion and your prayer, you need I don't want to want to. Give me the desire to surrender. That's the secret. But I got to go back as I close. In Christ, God has provided every means for subduing every evil trait and resisting every temptation. However strong, look not to self, but to Christ. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood. I dare not trust. Show me my He went on that. He, he already know. Pastor uh, Mercer, we're going to go into silent prayer. I want everybody here to pray silently and uh, ask God.
us ourselves and to give us what he gave Jacob, perseverance and faith and surrender to overcome. And then, Pastor Mercer, I want you to come up and dismiss us. As a matter of fact, no, I think I'm going to ask his wife. She's the prayer coordinator. I'm picking on her now. But, but, but Cindy, I'm going to ask you to come. bow our heads and ask God to to let in us Today was a sobering message, but it's a message we all needed because really inside. I'm praying now when under the sound of my voice we'll spend that private time. ourselves we have to strip us so that in us and give everything to you so that you can take it and the good thing about it is that you do it all for us surrender so help us to Limited, and uh, so one per family. We got additional ones, but please don't take it and just let it collect dust. Uh, investment. The prayer department has made an investment in you. So read it. Righteousness by faith. It talks about being baptized by the Holy Spirit and pray with you. This off, and here's what she's going to send us off. This whole week, we've been talking about prayer, and so she's going to tell us to keep on praying.
Cindy, is there anything else you wanted to say? That, all righty. Thank you so much for being a faithful audience. God bless you and enjoy the rest of your camp meetings.